0: That episode 314 of A To The Show traveling around the world, and now we're in Romania with Amir Joy. How's it going? Thank good, you for coming good, on good. the show. How you? Everything's fun. Um, thank you, thank you for having me. Um, I'm really happy to have you on the show. Uh, because I know you, uh, first off, you really swole your box there, and then you also write a bunch of books. So, can you tell us a yeah. bit more about? the books you write?
1: Well, uh, right now, uh, I've written seven books. I think uh, four are fiction, three non-fiction. Uh, the fiction books that I write are mainly about Sherlock, Sherlockian. You know, I'm a big Sherlock Holmes fan. Yeah. Uh, the first story that I've ever read was, uh, I think, uh, Studying Scarlet. Uh, you know, the original story from Conan Doyle. Yes, And oh, wow. uh, from there on, I uh, just uh, invented a story about William's Joy, who is the main protagonist in my uh, book. And uh, I tried to make something similar to the Victorian era stories, because at the moment, if you read any uh, Sherlock Holmes story or something uh, similar, it doesn't give you the same vibe as uh, the Victorian uh, uh, grammar or spelling or You know know what I'm saying? Really? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I tried to make something something similar to uh, that sort of thing. I hope it worked. Uh, Most of my readers really enjoyed it, and uh, they said said that they got the uh, same vibe. I'm Mm -hmm. really glad uh, glad that I did that. The other main uh, uh, nonfiction books that I write, uh, after writing fiction, I... uh, like decided to read more philosophy books and more uh, uh, more books related to like real life and the uh, uh, the afterlife and some all of that sort of things. And uh, I de- I decided to write about the topic of morality uh, after uh, reading uh, uh, the book from Christopher Hitchens, uh, God is not great. And uh, Professor Robert Sapolsky's book, "Behave: uh, Behave," the study of uh, human behavior from bad to worse, I think is the title. I may be wrong. Right. Yeah. Uh, these books really opened my eyes to like see the 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 the, the world like from another perspective. Like right. I was like I essentially realized that I was viewing the world from a tunnel vision without uh, spreading my sight. You know. Mm-hmm. So, I decided to write about uh, Morality. It's, uh, at the moment, is my favorite book because uh, it took me like nine months to write. Uh, I start from the beginning from essentially since uh, uh, the good and the bad started. The behavior of you choosing the good or you choosing the bad. Uh, going upwards to the societies how the societies viewed the morality, then to the philosophical part, from China to India to yeah. ancient Greece, mm-hmm. all the way to real life uh, at the moment, 21st century philosophers like Simon Harris. Mm-hmm. And uh, then went to discuss morality from the perspective of the brain and how our brain reacts to moral decisions and why we choose to take this action and why not this action and uh, how our hormones affect our decisions, and all of this stuff. Afterwards, I only state my opinion, which uh, I think most, uh, if not all, uh, may not uh, like, because right. it is not. Uh, it is not a very common uh, uh, perspective to take okay. from my perspective of morality. All right, uh, because it's. I think it's nihilistic a little bit.
0: You wanna, but, you wanna tell us, yeah?
1: Um, what, why, why do you think nihilistically about morality? Well, because I don't really think there is exists exists a bad and a good. There only exists uh, a, a a survival mode. Mm-hmm. I really think morality really essentially started uh, because before morality, we only had survival mode. We were only survival. Right. We don't need to catch some food to eat. Mm-hmm. Let's drink, sleep. And survive for the day but Mm -hmm. afterwards we we we, uh, learned about how to grow our crops how to store our food how to uh, do all this stuff and essentially from there people had leisure you know people had free time more time to think more time to discuss and Mm -hmm. from there on people uh, uh, entered what i call comfort mode where they (laughs) about survival you know and mm-hmm. now they discuss about things that aren't really important. But uh, after uh, uh, having a, a society or a group of people living together, uh, there will there will be a lot of fights. You know, one right. people stole someone's food, or you know, mm-hmm. so there need to be some rules. Right, rules. and my personal theory is mm-hmm. that from there on, people invented some rules, yes. whether they are good or whether they are bad, mm-hmm. in order to Put people in line for them to survive. Right. That this is my like nihilistic idea of uh, morality. True. No, I uh, I do agree with you because I
0: do feel like a lot of our moral values are kind of made up. <laughs> we made them all up. Yeah, right? it, None of it's yeah, kind of based yeah. I mean, on anything. This is just an opinion, you know. Yeah. And, um, but at the same time, I don't know, I've, I, don't, I wonder if it has evolved into us or right? has become part of us because we've been this way for thousands of years now at this point, and Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, exactly, exactly. I don't know if, I mean, I know how it works, but natural selection might come to favor those who are more moral or more um, kinder,
1: right? Because they end up higher in the status. Essentially, what I think is morality is uh, relative because, you know, in one part of the world, for example, it is a good thing to burn the bodies of dead people in another place around the world. No, it is uh, prohibited to burn the bodies of other people. We need to right. break them. It mm-hmm. is really just relative about uh, people's culture, depending on people's culture, depending on people's uh, uh, environment. All of this stuff affects people's decision, you know? Is, uh, are there any forms of morality that are constant
0: within all people? Like uh, there... <laughs> or
1: stealing? I think that it's, it is not uh, like, uh, uh, a moral thing but most people act more emotionally or uh, like uh, uh, instinctively you know they decide their action not based on their uh, 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 prefrontal cortex thinking or rational thinking more like emotional thinking oh i decided to do this because i felt so or my gut told me to do so you know right so that's the thing that i think is most common with people uh, regarding uh, morality. Oh wow! Yeah, um, that that is true.
0: I mean, I guess. Um,
1: did you figure For this another out? Another example that uh, yes, we really don't know what's really going around is like uh, <clears throat> relationships. You know that right. there are long. Sometimes you wonder why why this marriage took so long, uh, why this marriage just broke up after three months or whatever. Uh, essentially uh, we have in our bodies vasopressin receptors vasopressin is a hormone in our body that is released when we make love to our partner the more vasopressin receptors we have in our body the the more monogamous relationship you are likely to have in your life the less receptors you have the what? more polygamous relationship, here. yeah, to Get uh, myself checked. <laughs> exactly. So if you, have more, if you have a lot of receptors, yeah. it means mm-hmm. you, you're most likely stay with with one person for the rest oh, of wow. your life. And where if is this? Less, uh, excuse me. Where, where is this in the brain, or where is this a receptor? No, no. Uh, uh, yeah. Essentially, uh, hormones are released from yeah. seven glands in our body. All right. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, essentially, it is released from uh, one of the glands. Uh, When we make love to our partner and when it is released, the more receptors that like attach to this hormone you have, the more likely that you will stay uh, uh, in a relationship with one partner. If you have less receptors, it means the uh, uh, vasopressin hormone will not attach to the receptor and will not... uh, Enter the cells and So, right. Like so, that. even
0: being monogamous and not cheating on a partner, that's now also part of your predetermined genetics. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah.
1: So, it, it, <laughs> it, it, it's something that uh, hey. it's really just uh, um, It's weird. It I is weird.
0: Yeah, I do agree. The more I learn about the world, I do see how, because I'm a behavioral psychologist, so I do see how a bunch of life is just genetics and then just predetermined decisions. Exactly. But, exactly. Um, Jordan Peterson has this saying, which is, um, act as if God exists so if you want to have a good life like you're living right but if you want to have yeah. a good life you want to be the most moral person you can be because of course you can live in a life without morality and see that oh justify it as yeah, like yeah. what you're saying like there is no morality we don't have to do any good and bad it's all made up but uh, if you choose to I, live a good life I
1: kind of uh, uh, like I agree and disagree with the uh, Jordan Peterson saying because I uh, act as if God is what God what like
0: (laughs) does he mean
1: does he mean no no I'm not saying uh, uh, like it doesn't exist but I'm saying which one which rule I know what you mean yes (laughs) you know what I mean yes some gods uh, uh, prohibit stuff other gods uh, uh, make stuff allowed so it's really a question of uh, in my personal opinion rational thinking beforehand and don't jump jump into your conclusions because you really think you really need to think whether this action is rationally good or rationally bad without uh like uh, being emotional about it mm-hmm. but after all we are humans uh our emotions are here for uh, a reason we can't control them that's why you act by them you know so we don't have to do anything about it oh, that's wow. the book mm-hmm. about morality that i published like uh uh, last September. Amazing. I published another uh, non-fiction book uh, related to my journey in losing around 25 pounds for my boxing competition. Oh, wow. How yeah, uh, How, uh, how it long did that take you? How long did that take you to lose 25 week, pounds? One week. One week. How do you lose 25 pounds in a week? <laughs> well, essentially, <laughs> losing that much amount of weight is really uh, related to dehydration. Right. Yeah. But, so before one week, So, so, like, on on the seventh day, uh, you drink as much water as you can. Of course, you don't eat, like, much, maybe one egg per day or whatever. Uh, On the the sixth day before the weigh-in, you drink, like, less water, less water, less water until the last day you only drink a sip and enter the sauna, go out, put some towels on you until you release all the water from from your body, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Essentially, you you are really, really, really dehydrated in the book i discuss my state of mind through the whole process how i got delusional how uh, i started to see stuff how my heart started to feel how i mainly woke up at three in the morning opened my fridge and just stared at food for like half an hour and like controlled myself not to take the food and eat it you know it was a really hard journey it also uh, 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 discusses how the amateur boxing world in mainly in Egypt is a really uh, 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 bad environment because essentially the the officials or the 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 let's say the, the yeah the officials don't really care about the players. Yeah. For instance, uh, in a moment in the book, uh, I was dehydrated. Not just dehydrated. And then I didn't eat for like 24 hours. We had mm-hmm. the weigh-in at 9 o'clock in the morning. We weighed in. Then the officials told us, "Please wait because we need you. To, we need to give you the paper related to your boxing matches." And we said, "Okay, the timetable, fine, whatever, one hour, two hour." But they told us, "Don't eat because we might get to play." From 9 in the morning, we stayed until 8 o'clock after uh, in the afternoon. Uh, without food and without water because the officials told us not to drink and not to eat. So essentially, 24 hours plus, I don't know, whatever, uh, 12 hours, it's like 36 hours without food or water. Yeah. And we stayed outside in the cold and they didn't even care about, about us. The, the officials were eating sandwiches in front of us, <laughs> drinking water. Mm-hmm. It's, it was a really bad the experience. Way it, and this was right before you're supposed to fight, right? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. it's,
0: it's it, it was a traumatic experience, you know? Right. Wow. And you, you definitely want the opposite right before you want to fight, right? You want to feel de-stressed? What yeah, kind of exactly, road you Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, but right now, uh, I, mm-hmm. I give up on uh, my uh, the, the amateur boxing. At the right. moment, I'm a professional boxer. And I nice. will have my first fight, fight in like uh, one month or two months, hopefully. Nice. Right. and uh, i can kick it off from there yeah nice awesome yeah. all right and uh, yeah, how's
0: yeah. the how's the training going for that
1: it's really uh exhausting <laughs> because yeah. a lot of running needs to be done a lot of shadow boxing a lot of rounds a lot of uh prohibited foods a lot of mm-hmm. uh, uh, stress going around you know it's uh, besides the work that i do i i need to implement the training too because boxing is not uh, i'm not making a living out of boxing at the moment so boxing right. let's say is a hobby mm-hmm. so before i can make boxing my main thing i need to like uh, invest in it beforehand and it's a risky task because i don't know if it will uh, uh, pay off or not but i won't regret it because it's something that i love and hopefully i'll make something with it yeah How did uh,
0: you start loving boxing, like how, what inspired you to get started? Uh,
1: uh, Before boxing, I uh, was playing football, Mm -hmm. but uh, I had an injury, so I had to stop. And one day, uh, I just watched Muhammad Ali footage, and I instantly thought to myself, wow, this man is, uh, 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 it's not about the boxing, it's about the how people looked at him how people like looked up to him how people leaned on him for his help how like you can you can see a legend a, a greatness you know and I wanted to be that person I wanted to be someone my friends my family uh, my girlfriend uh, can lean on you know someone great someone that deserves like uh, his position. And from there on, I I looked in the mirror and I said, "Uh, I'm going to be a champion. And even uh, when I met my trainer, I didn't even say hi or hello. I still remember this moment. I told him, I'm not here to play. I want you to be a champion. And from there on, after one year and a half, I became the national champion. And it was a really proud moment for me. Let's go. Awesome. Hey, that's an
0: awesome inspiration story. And Muhammad Ali is really inspirational. And I just want to know, how do you find the time to do all that working out and then also writing all these books that you write? They, those take a lot of time and I know, <laughs> live. <laughs>
1: yeah, and balance everything out. Yes. Uh, uh, so uh, it's just hard work. I, uh, that's <laughs> all I can say. You <laughs> yeah. know? The, the issue is that people need to realize that in order for you to do something, you need to sacrifice some some other stuff for it you know sacrifice going out with your friends sacrifice uh, uh, like playing on the playstation or whatever sacrifice uh watching tv sacrifice watching netflix in in order for you to do something that uh, it it, uh, it may sound big it may sound hard it may sound impossible but eventually if you really uh, look forward to it if you uh, envision it every day before sleeping if you dream of it every day if you are obsessed with it obsession is the most important thing you know if you're yeah. not obsessed with some, something you will not have it and i was i was obsessed with with with, with what i'm doing and that's why i think uh, i may have succeeded i think i succeeded some might uh, might think i, I didn't but mm-hmm. I, I i envisioned i envisioned myself uh doing something and uh, I still see myself being a champion one day and hopefully uh, this dream, dream will, will come true. Uh, but the main thing is that uh, sacrifice is a main thing if you want to achieve something and right. many sleepless nights. Right. That's and all. Sacrifice. I mean, that's, that's it. <laughs> a
0: lot of people want to achieve greatness, but it's really um,
1: Don't want to, to work uh, hard. They want to work hard or sacrifice. Yeah. If it was hard, if it was that easy, everybody would do it. As they say. <laughs> I yeah. guess so, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. Well, also, I want to know more about. Also, relating to the relating yes. the books, mm-hmm. I, I published my recent book, uh, uh, "Controversial Velasquez," on the 29th of May. It talks about like uh, some uh, legends or myths that people believe in, still believe in. are unfortunately not true for instance that uh we only are capable of uh, thinking with 10 percent of our uh, brain Brain. brain's power Mm -hmm. or like we only think with either the left or the right brain or uh, about homosexuality that homosexuality is a choice i'm not homosexual by the way right all right you want to
0: yeah so that
1: so uh, so it's not a choice
0: is it part of the brain
1: uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I don't remember the exact parts uh, <clears throat> of the brain for homosexuals, but uh, homosexuals are born uh, for uh, the men have a part of the brain. I, I think it's called nucleus ugly, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, uh, men have it uh, larger, but women have have it like smaller, you know? Yes. Homosexualities, homosexuals have it like the women. So that, so that side of the woman. Mm-hmm. So, so that explains, and not just this part of the brain. I think I believe there are four parts. I I don't remember because I've written the book uh, right. some time ago. Yes, but you uh, just anyone can go back to the, to the book and read it, and he will know what I'm, what I'm talking about or yes. what I'm referring to. But what mm-hmm. I'm essentially saying is that it is genetic. Homosexuals mm-hmm. are genetically born this way to be to act that way. However, I am not a pro-LGBT, going, people going around saying, oh, I'm homosexuals, men wearing makeup and walking around and being proud. I don't like this stuff. I'm just stating that homosexuality is just a matter of, uh, is a genetical factor, nothing more. Right. You know? Because, I mean, when you're breaking it down, because it's morality,
0: it has a lot to do with your brain and genetics and the way you think. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It all really ties in together. Sometimes you think someone's doing something that's wrong or not normal, but in reality... It is normal because that's how their brain works. That's exactly, how exactly, they think yeah, and behave. Yeah. It is really interesting. Yeah. Any, anything else you uh, found out about in that book?
1: Uh, yeah. A controversial topic uh, is uh, free will. All right. <laughs> Most people think uh, we have free will. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It is kind of related <laughs> to the topic of morality because, as you said, the homo- monogamous, polygamous relationships, uh, how hormones affect we uh, affect us. How uh, uh, bacteria's in our uh, uh, in our guts affect what we choose to eat. Uh, all of this stuff affect our decision, our everyday de- decisions. You know, so uh, uh, the the topic of free will is a really uh, delicate topic. Yes, Robert Sapolsky uh, uh, referred to free will as the the biology that we haven't discovered yet and I am uh, uh, standing beside his side because yes. I believe that is true and we still uh, are infants when it comes to understanding, moral, uh, sorry, understanding free will. But hopefully in the upcoming years we will understand it more and more and more because we have a lot of evidence, a lot of uh, stuff that we can uh, provide that uh, can may put us in doubt in, uh, in the topic of free will.
0: Wow. Um, that's, I mean, it's incredible, I think, for science. But I also think for people, like, I don't don't believe in free will. <laughs> but yeah, I yeah. think that um, most people, if you tell them they have no free will, they're just going to um, uh, say, this is who I am. I can't take ownership of yeah, they, this they and change who baby. I am.
1: Oh, no. Yeah. I thought I thought by myself, I chose this because I wanted this. But no one really knows what's going on beside, in, inside his brain, you know? Yeah, so it's a really delicate topic. So,
0: so what do you so what do you think is going on in the brain? Do you think there's anything other than the brain, or do you uh, think it's just I the think brain?
1: there are a lot of synapses going around. I think there are a lot of, of hormones. I think there are a lot of environmental uh, issues going around. For instance, uh, epigenetics. People say, you know, Lamarck. you have been taught at school about Lamarck. No. Uh, uh, Lamarck, Lamarck, and uh, Darwin. All right. Darwin is the one that, uh, like, discovered evolution or whatever. Uh, Lamarck said that uh, 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 evolution progresses, not genetically, but, like, from the environment. Like, if a, a, a giraffe could, uh, like, some, uh, extend its, uh, its neck uh, every day and it eventually it will extend, it can pass on its genes and its uh, son or, uh, or children will have a long neck, you know? so yes. lamarck essentially said uh, environment affects evolution darwin negated this and said no it is people uh, uh, uh children are genetically motivi- modified mod, uh, modified and that, that's why uh the children that are genetically uh, mutated uh, yes. survive more and stuff like that however recently epigenetics went out and uh, and uh, we have discovered that no uh uh, environment also affects our uh, wow. env- evolution. Nice. For take instance, that Darwin. <laughs> yeah. For yeah. Let, let's say, for instance, uh, your mother was uh, under a lot of stress when uh, you when she was pregnant with you. Hey, don't talk uh, about my mother. I'm just kidding. Le- just, uh, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yes, just she was under example, stress. No? I'm sure she yeah, was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I'm saying like a lot of chronic, like high chronic stress. You know. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. When she she was uh, with you, uh, uh, there is like a 99% chance that you and your child will will have the same amount of trust. Oh, wow. That's, I mean, true, right? Because it's genetic. Yeah. Yeah, Uh yeah. yeah. So this is environmental stuff that affected you and and your future child. Oh, wow. You know? I see. So, yeah. Wow.
0: Wow, Well, it goes very deep. I want to know a little bit more about why uh, you like Sherlock Holmes so much. (laughs) Is it because he is morally ambiguous? Do you think he has
1: morals? Uh, Uh, Yes. Sorry, someone tried to call me. No worries. Uh, I think uh, uh, because uh, he's... Not careful. What I'm trying to say is his his wisdom. He's a cool guy. (laughs) uh, Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Like he knows stuff that people don't. He, he wasn't a foolish guy. He was a wise guy. He he knew what he was doing in his life. He knew he was a depend, uh, independent guy. You know. Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe because I started reading Sherlock since I was a child, that's why I started to look up to him, and try to be a person, uh, an independent person, and to uh, like. I, uh, since I uh, since I, I read him. I read the Sherlock Holmes. I realized that uh, intelligent intelligence isn't isn't like maybe maybe it isn't uh, something we are born with, but something we evolve through our readings, through our experiences, through our uh, habits, through our uh, whatever we do in life. It either makes us uh, more intelligent or less uh, intelligent. So I think uh, reading Sherlock Holmes helped me uh, realize that. Uh, that being an independent person really depends on you and you only, and uh, you are uh, someone that uh, chooses what you do in, in, in your life. Not, but not whether your your father or your mother or your friends tell you or do, but depending on, depending on your rationality and decisions. You know. Yeah.
0: Oh. All right. Yeah. I mean Sherlock Holmes is a, is a
1: great character, and um, I
0: don't know. Is I mean
1: different... I don't like. I... There are there are a lot of versions of versions of Sherlock Holmes, but the Sherlock Holmes that I'm talking about, I'm talking about uh, Conan uh, Doyle's uh, Sherlock Holmes, the original Sherlock Holmes. Yes. Yeah, yeah,
0: I I have read some of those books. I don't know. They're they're really creative books, and Sherlock Holmes is really, I mean, really creative. I can send you the
1: the the, 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 my book, uh, the Sherlockian book, the fictional book. Sherlock Holmes. You can can give my opinion. on Oh, it reminds you of it. Sure.
0: Yeah, no, that I would uh, love to read after this. Yeah, sounds good. Um, I want to know, is it different writing creative book than a nonfiction book? And
1: uh, how is the writing process different for you? Oh, yeah, yeah. it's it's very different. When I'm writing fiction books, I just stay on my laptop and the words just come out of my head into the Mm -hmm. into my keyboard. No, but if I'm writing a nonfiction book, uh, I need to really make sure what I'm writing is the uh, is the truth, and le- really look up the references because I don't want to uh, uh, make my viewers, uh, readers, uh, excuse me, uh, read something that isn't uh, correct or isn't true. They have all the references uh, at the end of the book. They can check for themselves whether the information I give is true or not, whether the information I give is reliable or not. Uh, so, writing non-fiction books is a really exhausting, exhausting task, because uh, <laughs> it is really exhausting, because uh, there is a huge amount of uh, research that needs to be done if I want to explain something really delicate or important. It's not right. as easy. And uh, yeah, it's really exhausting besides non-fiction. Non-fiction books are just as uh, 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 taking a candy from a kid. As, yeah Yeah, it's more creative right and the other ones more. i see
0: i see um so i guess you prefer writing the non-fiction
1: books than to the fiction ones non-fiction because it's harder and it takes a lot of uh, courage to write non-fiction books all right so between that and then the boxing
0: what is like um what are the moments where you feel like the most alive or the most passionate about your work
1: I think my uh, uh, my writings, because yeah. uh, my books will stay forever. Uh, people will learn from my books. Uh, it, I'm talking about my non-fiction books at the moment. Uh, I took a lot of time to write my books. Yeah. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, another reason is that uh, in on my last book, I dedicated the last book for my girlfriend, you know. Uh, it is a dedication that will stay forever. You know? I, mean, I can't take that back. So it is also related to something emotional, something uh, that will stay forever and on and on. And uh, something that uh, I decide not to regret, you know. Uh, it, uh, it The words inside my books will surely and hopefully uh, uh, make uh, people realize and uh, think about new stuff new, uh, open their sights behind their back and look at like, uh, and think, oh, uh, I didn't know that I really need to read uh, a lot uh, uh, more about this topic or that topic or whatever, you know. So I think uh, nonfiction books, my nonfiction books uh, are really more important than my boxing at the moment, because it will help maybe next generations
0: uh, learn more. All right, and your um, I guess that's kind of your motivation, right, to help spread knowledge and give valuable yeah, yeah. knowledge and um, yeah, yeah. So why is that so important for you to gather the knowledge and then spread it?
1: Yeah, because uh, uh, I will not. I, I will try not to offend anyone because uh, uh, it is hard, hard for me to. <laughs> to, to <offend>. It's fine. <laughs> <Go on. laughs> uh, to, no, it's really stupid people. There are a lot society, of stupid people but... saying <laughs> no, 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 no. so no, no, to no, learn. No, 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 <laughs> no, this the society I was born in, it's it, unfortunately it's indoctrinated, mm-hmm. you know. They have since they are a child, things are put inside their heads and make them believe some stuff. I was this way until I reached the age of uh, rationality, as George Carlin would say. Yeah. Uh so I I want to help these kind of people that really uh, have a doubt in their head but can't reach it, to tell them, look, read this, open your insights and uh, you will have your answer. Mm-hmm. You know, that's all. All right. Mm-hmm. I mean that's awesome and
0: that's the best way I guess. One of the best ways to do yeah, yeah, to yeah. reading books. Or I also think I'm a filmmaker. I think watching movies and listen to music is another great way right? Culture and art. Exactly. Why why do you think it's a better way to like write a book as opposed to like doing protests and saying, hey,
1: (laughs) um, this is dumb. Uh, (laughs) Listen to me. I'm not in favor of protests because maybe uh, unfortunately uh, the world isn't aligned as we want. One person wants something, the other wants another. So we can't come together to agree on one thing. Uh, protest may uh, begat revolution, revolution may begot uh, war or civil war uh, civil wars may begot a lot of uh, blood so uh, I, don't, I don't really am in favor of uh, protests and stuff yeah. like that maybe with words and wise words maybe people will understand but unfortunately some people are uh, uh, too stubborn to think otherwise, and it is unfortunate, but it is true.
0: Oh wow! um am <laughs> um, You've yeah. said a lot of con- controversial things this episode. <laughs> um, this, yeah, like, just yeah, Writing yeah. a book about morality. Yeah, just, itself no, is no, no, it's not
1: about saying. It's Sorry, not, I, don't think, I don't think it's about. Yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't think it's about uh, saying controversial controversial things. It's about being direct and uh, honest. I'm just saying what's inside, uh, what's in my head, and mm-hmm. what's uh, what I'm thinking about, and what people are thinking about, but are too afraid to say. You know? Yes, that's all. All right, uh, amazing. So I want to know, what do you think is
0: um, the greatest issues of the world uh, right now? If you had to say, because you thought about huh. world as a whole, um, what
1: do you think we should we should all together work on? <laughs> yeah it's a really hard topic because the main thing uh revolving around the world right now is the one thing money uh we can't uh, come to an agreement unfortunately this is the truth Uh, i will not uh, say a uh, fantasy i forgot the word Uh, whatever i will not say any lies all right. Because or try to invent a solution because unfortunately I don't think there is a solution for us what? to come to an agreement <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean look at the truth look at the wars the wars that happened uh, uh, happened in the centuries that uh, right. passed for us for money yeah for money for, uh, for, for property for, for whatever right. uh, even to this day people teach others for whatever for $100 bill or $1 bill mm-hmm. Uh, people won't come to an agreement because the world we live in today uh, uh revolves around money mm-hmm. and the subject of money will not and will never fade uh, at least uh in the uh, before i die or you know right. sure. so during my lifetime i don't think people will come to an agreement mm-hmm. people may try to uh make things better and what do you think other- so?
0: The major disagreement with money so you say the money is a big problem uh, with the world right now how do
1: you think it's ruining the world <laughs> yes people once one once someone gets uh something uh people uh, that someone will, will want more and more and more and more uh, greediness uh, it's a really sad thing
0: mm-hmm.
1: but, uh, people suffer from it uh, even if one says oh i'm not greedy or whatever he will be greedy or yeah. one in five people is greedy. So, greediness, I think, is the main uh, uh, thing that uh, that uh, determined whether we can come to an agreement or not. You wow. Know? Yeah. I mean, it's true. I mean, a lot of
0: people are greedy, and it is true. You see the world right now, all the rich people are just getting yeah. sucking up all the money, and then the rest of us are just left with not exactly. too much. Yeah. I think
1: there, is a, there was a, stat- a statistic that. Said that the first like uh, 50 billionaires or something like that, or billionaires were richer than uh, 50% of the world, 50% of Africa. You know? Right. Yeah. Do you realize this number? Yes, that's a lot. Can you imagine it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's, about, yes, that's so a lot. That's a
0: lot. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm more. I'm more hopeful. I like to believe that if you hope for a better future, it's at least there's an option for a better future and something worth fighting. We can yes. hope, but if yeah. we
1: don't do any action, we won't. We won't arrive to any uh, to any conclusion. Confusion. Yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, that's with everything, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh,
0: all right. So, how do you see um, morality? How has it evolved
1: throughout the years? And what do you think where do you think it's going from here? I think at the moment people will uh, act based on their feelings they won't uh, because our generations uh, are really i think it's a sad generation to see everyone really at the moment uh, only cares about uh, uh, money drugs how much uh, how many cars do you have how many girls do you have how many whatever do you have have you listened to the top uh, 100 songs? On the <laughs> yeah, One and that's a
0: reflection is, of the culture, right? <laughs> the topic
1: of drugs. Every yeah. song right now that comes out is the topic of drugs, money, fame, w- women or whatever. Uh, and the children that grow up grow up with this, th- these these kinds of music and uh, these kinds of influencers or YouTubers or whatever, without that that don't do not spread like uh, any useful information besides mm-hmm. having fun having leisure, going out or uh, having less responsibility. Uh, it's a sad thing to see because uh, we can change the future. We can make uh, uh, YouTube, you know, YouTube, if YouTube stops recommending uh, these kind of videos and right. only recommends uh, useful informational videos or educational videos more and more, uh, but, but it won't happen because YouTube cares about the money. should yes. YouTube knows that children watch these kinds of videos because it will generate them millions and millions of dollars. Children wouldn't watch educational videos because it gets boring, but it's sad, but it is true. We, we can't change this stuff. Maybe you, me and you can tell like, I don't know, 20 people. 20 people can change, but what can 20 people do with the 7 right. billion people around the world? You know? That's true.
0: No, it's true. But yeah, I do think, I mean, artists have responsibility. And I think that there are also artists that that can change the world and do things that are educational and also entertaining and take control of the cultural narrative. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. 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 and hopefully one day you make a book that does take hold of the cultural narrative. Hopefully, um, hopefully. (laughs) And someday our podcast might do the same. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, hopefully. Well, thank you so much, Amir. I really appreciate your time. You're kind of running out no of time. No problem.
1: Thank you very much
0: for having me too. Um, this is an awesome podcast. Thank you so much. You. Um, you. Awesome books. And I'll definitely check out one of your thank books. We'll... And you. um, definitely check out his books, Link and Buy, if you're listening and you're interested for more. Uh, Amir, is there anything you want to shout out or let the world know uh, before
1: wrap up? Yes. Thank you for having me. And uh, hopefully people will uh, learn something new from this podcast, from this episode. I'm sure. I'm sure they will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's all. Check it out. A 2 the
0: show in Romania, the most international, most diverse, most educational entertainment podcast. Here we go. Signing out. See you later.